0: A funny taste in music with Andrew Bird.
1: Hello, welcome to A Funny Taste in Music. Um, And firstly, welcome to that one person in Vietnam. I've heard that I've got one download in Vietnam. So, hello. Uh, Stick with it. Thanks for coming. (laughs) One in Vietnam. Uh, Spread the word, mate. I want to be big there. Anyway, so welcome to Funny Tasty Music. Uh, last week's show, I hope you enjoyed it, with Steve Hall. Just to give you a little follow-up, uh, you remember he prepped for the, for the interviews, the first person who prepped. He also is the first person who did his playlist on a Word document, I want to make that clear. And he's also, hopefully this carries on as a trend, the uh, other p- first person who's followed up with some gifts, He sent me a DVD that he mentioned... He mentioned a DVD called um, Anyone Can Play Guitar. I think that's what it's called. Uh, the Radiohead song, documentary about Oxford music. He sent me the DVD in the post and the book he mentioned. Uh, the one about, uh, what was it called? The Last Party, the Britpop book. He sent me that as well. So thanks, Steve. He sent me a book and a DVD. I mean, that's that's a good guest, isn't it? Um, so this one today, this is a bit of a weird one. Because it's with, I've mentioned him a few times on the podcast, Dan Brinklow. I refer to him as Jukebox. He is, uh, in England, you might not, you, well, you won't know him. Uh, he's done stand-up. He counts as a stand-up because he's done stand-up in Australia. Now, I knew him from when I worked in the pub, the Bedford, in Balham, South London. We worked beyond the bar together and we became good mates beyond the bar. And he's with, without doubt one of the funniest human beings I've ever met. He is knows more about music than anyone I've ever met. He uh, is obsessed with me as much as I am about The Beatles, which is how we became mates. Uh, we talk about The Beatles a lot in it. We talk about how we both watched The Beatles' anthology DVD, which is over 11 hours. We watched that all in one sitting. That's the kind of losers we were. I'm proud of it. He's influenced my music tastes m- as much as my brother Um the only person who's made me listen to bands as much as my brother, I reckon that's a fact. That's a big call, isn't it? Um, so this is weird though because we were such good mates. His his girlfriend now wife went back to Australia and he stayed in my room for six weeks. I'd just been dumped by a girl and I had uh, an Aussie mate in the room. He was like a he was like a shrink and a friend all in one. And he he got me he got me through my broken heart by <laughs> by putting on endless music and drinking red stripe and eating beef chow mein from the happy garden chinese over the road uh, i haven't spoke to him in years like he's voice to voice we text each other like once a year maybe i haven't heard his voice in well over 10 years i haven't seen him i went to visit him in the tasmania so i haven't seen him face to face in 16 years and i said to him should we meet up and chat before we do the podcast and he just messaged me back no just hit record it'll be fine so this what you're about to hear is the first time that i've spoke to him in 16 years properly um and he's done stand-up in australia he's one of the funniest people i remember one of his jokes <laughs> he's, he told me he used to go into a shoe shop and he'd pick up a baby shoe you know those tiny cute shoes like a girl's pink shoe and he'd go up to one of the shop assistants and say uh yeah have you got this in a men's nine i mean just that alone is how funny he is and i always i think of that joke probably once a week um so this is my good mate dan brinklow i used to call him jukebox so please welcome jukebox
0: a funny taste in music the interview next There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
1: You look good, man. You look well. You look exactly the same as I last saw you. Same. I don't same. So. You got some sort of filter on. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some sort of Zoom sixteen year minus filter.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you look good,
1: man. I saw. I've seen photos of you recently, and you look
2: svelte, um, like a whippet. Gave up drinking. Same. Did you How so long? Yeah, I have. Yeah, over three years now.
1: Oh wow, mine's um, what's mine? Just two. Yeah
2: right. Yeah, I just went past three years. So uh yeah, that that definitely helps. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we didn't, you know, we didn't give it a good bash.
1: Yeah, I think we, uh, I think we filled our quota. For sure, mate. Before For we got sure. to that point. Some of
2: those, um, you know, beer line cleans, mate. You know, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> draining, you off 15, draining off 15 kilometres of beer line, you know, and sitting yeah. there till four o'clock in the morning. Watery, well, we can't let it go to waste. Watery line
1: with a bit of chemicals in it. That's what we're on. <laughs> god those were some hangovers beer line clean hangovers were the worst i don't know yeah. what it was flat yeah. watery lager with a bit of chemical in it <laughs> that's gonna do something to your brain in it
2: yeah I think it well, did. Hey, what's a pint go for nowadays
1: i don't i don't even know i don't drink in oh, really? do you drink yeah but not for a long time it's pubs are being shut. No, I didn't give up. It's just the pubs are shut. So um, oh yeah, but oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it kind of the the prices have probably been frozen. But it's the wrong side of a fiver. I think yeah. You're serious? Yeah. Holy cow! I remember in the I, Bedford when Foster's yeah. went above two fifty and how right Reed.
2: people were screaming. Yeah, people were
1: annoyed that they couldn't get two yeah. pints for a fiver. Yep, yeah, two fifty for a, yeah, and then
2: two seventy I think for like a a Cronenberg and. Your premium, you know, your premium yeah, European. Yeah. Oh mate, maybe on the payday I'd yeah. splash out the extra twenty <laughs> <Yeah>. p. <20p. laughs>
1: so we, yeah. So we, we. That's where we met in the Bedford. What? Well, uh, yeah. What? Well, I think I'd been there only a little while, and you started. Yeah. the and I
2: came downstairs because um, I. I got the job there because I'd moved down from – I'd been in Scotland for a few years. Oh, yeah. And I came I came down to um, London and caught up with some mates. Like I made a move down to London and they were like, mate, you love music. You've got to go and check out this uh, this pub we were at last night. It's awesome. This guy, Oz, you know, he, he he said if we ever want a job down there, he said just go and see him. He said you should, you know, you should call this number because his, his number written on this – scrawled piece of paper and and I rang it and then, you know, Oz obviously you know Yeah <laughs> uh, it's a go, mate, Do the impression. You know. <laughs> do the yeah. impression. Yeah it's a go and then I said, Oz is it? And he's like, yeah. I said, mate, I heard you're looking for, for work. He's like, yeah, come down come down at seven AM and uh you know uh I we'll have a chat and we'll, you know, we'll see how you go from there. So I can't remember where I was in London, but you know, it was, a, it was the other side and um Got down there and seven a.m. in the morning, mate. The place doesn't open till eleven, you know. And I'm knocking on the door. I've got my guitar, my bags, and everything there. And I'm banging on the window. And remember Francis, remember Francis, yeah. the big Nigerian guy,
1: Ghanaian. you know, Ghanaian. yeah, Ghanaian, right. How are you? And I was knocking Billy, on the window. Give me some money. <laughs> <laughs> it's not racist going- because that's an exact impression. <laughs> yeah, I'm knocking
2: on the. I'm knocking on the window, going, "Are you? Are you Oz?"
1: <laughs> <Oz>?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> like, no, no, you know, and then the cl- a cleaner would come past an hour later, you know, yeah, uh, Oz, you know, and then eventually Rob, uh, mate Rob Malkin, yes, finally, you know, answered the door. I'm like, Are you Rob? Are you Oz? He's like, No, no, I said, Well, he told me to come down here at like seven o'clock in the morning, it's like, you know, it's 11 now, I've been sitting outside the bloody Bedford. So Rob's like, oh yeah, all right, I'll show you around. And he took me, you know, gave me the whole guided tour, you know. It's just yeah. you know that place, mate. You just three-story three story pub, three
1: rooms or something. You got
2: that beautiful Shakespearean Globe theatre in the round attached to it. So my you know, my head's just spinning. I'm just thinking, this is the bee's knees. You know, he's going, This is this is where we have bands on this night, this is where we have bands on this night, and da da da, and then we have the comedy you hear. And then he showed me my room. And he took me up to my room and I just remember like look, looking in and it was like, you know, bats flying out. Yeah. And, you know, and um, plaster fallen from the ceiling. And I me- I remember there was a piece of toast stuck to the duvet, you know. What? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, this is your room. So anyways, um, yeah, so I got in there and, you know, went and bought some new duvets and bits and pieces. And then... I don't know if it was that day. It must have been that day. I came downstairs and you were on with Imo.
1: Oh, right. Wow.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and she introduces herself to me and she goes, you know, and then she goes, and this is Billy. And you go, Andrew. And yeah. she goes, Billy. And to be honest, she said it with such conviction, mate, that I thought, well, she's, I think she's probably right, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, you know, maybe he's forgotten his own name. So um, yeah, it's because there, so there was another on Andrew. There was another Andrew. That's right. And we yeah, I kept yeah.
1: turning up for his shifts. I mean, I should have worked <laughs> it out at some point. So I said, yeah, put, yeah. I was watching Billy Connolly that morning, and I said, put me as Billy. Why? Why I didn't say Birdie, which is my nickname. Right. I don't know. But I said, put me yeah. as Billy on the rotor, so I know that's You're, me. Right. And f- there's still people that call me Billy now from that pub. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I can see for why sure. <laughs> there was confusion. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so that was it mate, that was the start of um the madness. I tell you, you
1: know, I've I've often thought like like there's a script in that 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 Sounds period. Sounds like a good start to a script that what you just said. That felt that pub though there's a script in that pub. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean it was it was just I mean it was the
2: best and it was just crazy mate. You know, obviously the whole thing imploded at
1: at some point, you know, but um, just it yeah, was well, just the. There's, I mean, but, you know, people think, well, how how crazy can working in a pub be? What are they on about? Kind right. of been that bad, but uh, yeah, the owner yeah. was a uh, quite quite an eccentric man. The, but the, you know,
2: I love I you know I love him, mate. You know, he like everyone was the whole place was off its rock, as you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, yeah. I just got such fond memories of the whole
1: time there to be honest.
2: Yeah, there was Chris Like the was, all
1: the good and the bad. Yeah, there was Chris who was like the owner yeah. of the pub and um you know, yeah, he, he had some uh, he had some he had some issues. <laughs> he had some for a while. But, I mean he was great, you know. He was manic, but you he know, was mad, he, but he had some good he had some good ideas and he had great he ideas a good show. and
2: you know the thing is is that's it. You know, like, he just, he, he he really wanted to turn that place into, well, he did, you know, to yeah. the best live venue in in London,
1: I would say, you know. Um, and he used to always it, say that the, uh, remember he used to always say the bar's your stage. Right. <laughs> it, which sounds wanky and pretentious, but for yeah. your boss, for your boss right. to say that yeah. to you, it was quite yeah. funny. The bar is your stage. And we were like, yeah. all right, all right. Sometimes yeah. he'd uh if we were acting like idiots behind the bar but the customers mm. were laughing he would be right. like, you know that that adds to the atmosphere this is what it's about guys right, right. but uh yeah it yeah. was a weird cross between an eccentric landowner and Rick Mayo right <laughs> i thought he was yeah. gr- he was great in some ways he was great he but, was yeah, great so, mate yeah so when we were there great, you know i had been there a little bit before you, and I remember mm. the best one of the best things about working in a pub is when the pub shuts, you're finished, and you all, all right. the staff sit there and have a drink. Right. Um, firstly, it's who's mopping, who's mopping, right. who's doing the mopping. That's when you just <laughs> slink off and pretend you're doing something. So someone yeah. mops, and then the rest of you are sat down and you have a drink. And at that point, my my sort of USP was a. Uh, after the pub show, i would always Mm. be the one sort of stood behind the bar talking to everyone sat the other side of the bar and telling like stories and being obsessed with music and knowing loads about the beatles was also my usp and then you came along and people (laughs) people were like he's 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 telling more stories than you he's even funnier than yours i was like who's this guy and then I started talking to you about music, and you said yeah. about how much you love the Beatles. And I thought, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, well, you're not going to well, be in my league, mate. And then, right, and then we <laughs> we were talking about the Beatles, and you said, hey, listen to this. And went we went to your room above the pub, mm. and do you remember this? You put, I think it was a Day in the Life. You put on, and you had, yeah. You had this stereo where you have the two speakers where you got right, the wires in the right, back of the speakers. Right, I'd never seen anyone just, do this. You were taking the speak the wire out of one of the speakers, <laughs> so you were isolating the music. So you take the wire right. out, you go just just listen to the bass. Listen to the bass here. Yeah. Then you put the yeah. wire back in, take out the other one, and go now just listen to what the orchestra is doing. Now I was like, right, what the fuck? This bloke yeah. knows more about the Beatles than me as well. It's got better stories. You know, it's more about the Beatles. At first, I resented you. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds incredibly pretentious now. Sit there and let yeah, me. Yeah, out, con- out of context. You think you
2: know the Beatles. Out of right. context. Out of does. context, right.
1: But. Uh, right. No, but you were never like that, though. You were never. Uh, you never uh, sort of acted like you knew more about music. Right. You always kind of just. Your, your love of it shone through. But yeah, I remember in the pub, you telling, like. We'd be telling like funny stories, and you'd always have more because you you went you busked, you went travel around Europe busking. Yeah, yeah, that's
2: right. With a couple of English lads, English mates of mine, we says, met yeah. in Ireland. So I yes, yeah, so I I got to you know because my old man's Irish, you know, so he's from the West Coast Ireland, and um, so when I first landed in London, so this is late nineties. I went to see you know all my rallies in in on the west coast of Ireland there and they're from a small town in Mayo and you know there's not much happening so I went down to Galway which you know oh, do you know
1: Galway yeah been there once it's really yeah
2: nice. I mean it's a great town At that time it was just heaving it was like a university town so much fun and I checked into this dodgy little um dodgy little hostel and I I ran into these these two English lads Chris and Adrian um and we adrian played guitar chris didn't play anything so we gave him a tambourine and said we will just it just hit this you know <laughs> and we were we were busking every night for from yeah i reckon six months maybe before we started you know we took off from there um what, you
1: spent six months in galway
2: I reckon I spent probably a year in Galway, all up eventually, because I went back there and I lived there right. again, you know. So, um, so, but that first initial time, I reckon I, we were there six months, and we'd be on Market Street there in this, in this sort of shoe store. Entrance, you know, all the shops are closed up, and you know how shoe stores or jewelry stores are—they're all glass and the doors set back from the street, oh, so it's, like it's almost like, like a
1: acoustic stage.
2: Right, right, nice. So we'd be there playing these, you know, these these covers, and it just be echoing up and down the street. And of course, the pubs all close at eleven, so and so everyone would make their way up Market Street from the pubs going home, and we'd catch them all coming up. So we'd have mm-hmm. like. The whole street would just be heaving with people, you know,
1: singing along to Oasis or Radiohead I don't think you've ever or whatever. Told it, me this. So, oh, you oh, yeah. If you got the right tune to put, get people to sing and dance along, a good, it was great. Good floor filler. It was like a party in the street, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking
2: about it now. Like, it was just, you know, it was just a really, and people got to know us as well. Like, the guards used to come around, you know, and they'd, They'd come around and they'd sort of point at there because midnight was sort of cut off, you know. Right. And they'd sort of point their watch and go, all right, lads, pack up. And then on the last night before we decided we were going to take off, take this thing on tour, <laughs> uh, the, it, you know, the guard, he comes around, you know, and sort of taps his watch and we're like, this is our – because fa- we had a big crowd this night for some reason. And, um, and we just sort of said, you know, this is our farewell um, – you know, we're going on tour tomorrow, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's buskers, so, We're yeah. going on tour. Yeah, so you mean so just gives a little bit more. He said, I'll do one more lap around the block and then you got to pack it up, you know. Oh, what a legend. And, um, you know, people used to, there was a McDonald's straight across the road from us. People used to buy us McDonald's and just pop it in our, you know, guitar in our case. guitar cases. Yeah. yeah. And the whole, the, you know, all we really needed, to make it was a fiver to stay at the hostel. Yeah. It was a fiver for a... As, you know, six cans of lager. Yeah, and six for five, those were the days, Six for five fiver. Yeah. And, you know, probably five bucks for food, you know. So if you made 15 pound uh, each, then you're in
1: business, you know. But we cleaned up, mate. We we did really, really well, you know. Do you remember like a, one of the best days money you made, roughly, the amount? Do you remember? What are we, mate? I don't know. I mean, you know, there'd be oh, – mate,
2: I reckon if we – I reckon it probably not unusual for us to split, you know, maybe on average a hundred quid a night between us. So plus you saw it for a few days, isn't it? Yeah, like, you know, like I mean, you know, we maybe sometimes might make fifty quid each and you know. Which yeah. again, for backpackers, mate, you know, was that's all we needed. And then yeah. we then we then we went into Paris. We bussed down to Paris. And we were busking by the Seine each night. So we're down there with the artists and uh, we had a friend who we knew from Ireland and she had a place in Paris, so she put us up. So we didn't have to pay any hostel or any rent or anything. And we'd just be busking down by the Seine each night, you know, and um, it was the best. You're down there with people, you know, doing their art and everything. And I remember this guy came along. We used to do this cover of All Along the Watchtower <laughs> you know, and um, like we really jazzed it up. So it was like, you know, we used to really get people, you know. And uh, I remember this this night, this guy comes and you know how like in Paris and those, you sort of, you've got those walkways down next to the Seine where you go down the yeah. stairs, you know, like the yeah, Embankment levels, in London, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. And so we're sort of uh, backs are sort of against the wall and this guy sits across from us, you know, on the, on the edge, you know, the river and he's looking and he looks exactly like Hendrix, you know, and um, and we were doing this all along the watchtower and then, you know, he uh, he came over and I remember his name was Byron Holmes. Hey, oh. I'm Byron Holmes. He was an American guy and he was doing a Hendrix um, cover, cover thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he played tribute. left-handed guitar tribute in Paris every night.
1: Oh wow! So
2: we did like uh, open for him uh, uh, a couple of nights. What?
1: Um, what? You supported him in like the venue? Just, just small, yeah, just small. You're getting clubs, indoors you know.
2: now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, even when we we're in Galway, even when we we're in Galway, we we're starting to do do the pubs um, and stuff. Do the pubs, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um So and then we. Got down to uh, the whole idea was to get to Spain for the tomato festival. That's all we wanted to do was huh? just get to you know the, the tomato, tomato festival? festival where they no. th- where they throw the tomatoes at each other. No, you never seen that. No,
1: so I think it's the last England, Wednesday. We have, uh, we have the uh, rolling the cheese down the hill. Oh in- yeah, <laughs> yeah, <we love> that. <laughs> I've never yeah. heard of this. Some-
2: You've never heard of it, La Tomatina. It's in I think it's the last Wednesday of August, okay. and. Um, it's in this small town, Buenol, which is just outside Valencia. So the ho- and basically what they do is it's it's something to do with the harvest. Is um like uh it just it's been going on for since this, I think the Second World War. Oh, hey. But um basically they have all these off tomatoes or not quite good yeah. tomatoes, and they have this big festival in this small town. So literally this town is. They cover the ho- all the buildings in plastic, like like clear plastic, like, you know, and you just sort of walk down the main street and you're in this sort of town square and everyone's got white T-shirts on and everyone's getting sprayed with water and everyone's chanting in Spanish and jumping up and down, yeah. you know. And in the middle of, of the square there's like this – this is how I remember. I'll probably look it up after this and it's probably not like this at all. But there's like a, a telegraph pole almost – and at the top of it, there's like this hunk of meat just hanging there, like a side of beef. And right. the whole—I think—the whole idea was it, it looked like that you people were climbing and trying to climb up this pole and, and get down this side of beef, you know. And people like people just—it's crazy, like it's like a mosh pit, you know. Yeah. And um, and then eventually, like someone managed to get this this side of beef down. And this cannon goes off. Like this big right. cannon boom, you know. And then the next thing you look at, towards the end of the street and there's just trucks coming around the corner, coming down the street towards you. And every like, you know, 10 or 20 metres they're stopping and they're just lifting their trays up and emptying like <sighs> loads of tomatoes. And, yeah. you know, and they just drop these these – these uh, mounds of tomatoes, and everyone just goes crazy. It's just like a huge, massive food tomato fight. fight, massive tomato festival, and it's like it's it's so out of control. Like, I mean, it's not like you can pick one up and go, ah, oh, you know, there's so and so. I'll peg him because yeah. you can't. Because as soon as you put your head up, you're getting like my mate got two black eyes. So you're basically just like
1: doing this, you know? You oh yeah, you're doing you don't want to catch know? a ripe one, right? No, no, you want you want them ripe with a mushy. <laughs> yeah, good splash of the face. That's all right. Yeah. I've never even heard of this. This is a brilliant oh, idea. It's like for children. It's crazy. It's like adult children. It's f- crazy. And at
2: the end of it, so it only goes for an hour, and then the cannon goes off again. Yeah. And you look around, and you're literally standing knee-deep in tomato puree. Yeah. Like, I've got photos of me backstroking down the main street in just tomato puree, you know. And... um. And it was—it's great. It's and insane. They, they air And if you pick up a tomato after the hour, like yeah. after it stopped, and you throw it at someone, everyone's like, "Oi, hey, hang on!"
1: <laughs> yes,
2: you know. That, that's and not then the, the dumb fire thing. trucks come out and they start washing down the streets. And an hour later, you wouldn't even know this thing's been on.
1: Really? It's, where do they? Where do they wash all the tomato? I suppose it or just or goes down, or the, or drain. Just, oh, down yeah, the drain. It just goes out into oh. the med somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fish go mental. I thought they could fly yeah. over helicopters, just airdrop <laughs> some chop onion, a load of salt, pepper, just let the the sun heat that up. Spoon in the bowls. I've and never they even heard up- of that. So you wanted oh, to get mate. there for that? that that's yeah, not- we just thought that would be a fun thing to do. They set up
2: showers as well in like the the parking lot of like, you know, the Sainsbury's or whatever the equivalent yeah, is there. Yeah. So it's yeah. just like showers and showers. So, you know, everyone lines up there and it just gets washed off and that's it, mate. Done for another year. Oh, you got to check it out, mate. It's insane. It's crazy.
1: That's got to so be YouTube. Was, that I've never even heard of. I oh, like would in, be in Rio. They have the thing where they throw color at each other like powder. Right, like powder, right. That and I th- and there's it's one that, I think but, in it's that, but all yeah. these tomatoes are going to waste. Right, <laughs> Let's use them. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. there's one I think in Italy as well, which is oranges, which seems a little more painful. So yeah, yeah. we They've opted not got out. As of that much one. Give are they? No, no. But yeah, so that was it, and then we kind of, after that, um, we we were skint because, busking in Spain wasn't like busking in France or Ireland. You know, it was you got moved along a lot. It's probably better now. Barcelona's all right, but Valencia yeah. and you know those sort of places. Um, so. Then we hightailed it, me and my my mate Chris, to his nan's house. We jumped on a bus and headed back to England and she lived in get this in Freckleton. Do you know where Freckleton is? No. It's, okay. It. So it's near Blackpool. Right.
1: It's so this yeah, is this so. is the logical this is the end to every massive European tour. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Let's go at your grand's house just outside. In Freckleton. Yeah. Yeah, so go there. Yeah. She so says you can come stay at me grands
2: Yeah, he said let's go stay stay at grands because we were just dead broke at this point, so we had to get back to somewhere, and um, you, we had you enough money for all that to-
1: money from Galway, <laughs> right? <laughs> on those right, lean days right. in Spain,
2: R- really lean days, like to the point where, where I remember that, like we um we were feeling particularly down one day because you know we were living off basically baguettes and s- laughing cow cheese, and um. <laughs> And I gave this rousing speech to my friends. You know, <laughs> we will not be defeated by this. They don't want us to bus here. We'll bus, You know, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Literally, the next day we're on a bus going home. <laughs> 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 so you know, back across the Pyrenees, and you know, <laughs> just back on, through the tunnel, and uh, you in the, on the yeah, bus yeah, in silence. <laughs> Yeah, they that did not take my suddenly, words on board. If it was a movie, you know, there would just be like a clever edit where it would just be this rally speech and then it would just cut to his soul. <laughs> like just suddenly dejected, just sitting on this bus, you know. Yeah. So yeah. So we um so we yeah, went to stay with Chris's Nan in uh in Freckleton and that was a um, great. Was, she's, uh, she's washing all your clothes, going, How is the really tomato in all of this? <laughs> yeah. And she was buying us sherbet dips every night. And oh. this is when, um, this is when, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire just started with Chris Tarrant, you know? Yeah. Like literally just started. So we'd sit around, you know, watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with our sherbet dips. And, <gasps> oh, uh, <laughs> It's tragic, you've got
1: from we thought, traveling around Paris yeah, and Barcelona, yeah, yeah, right, to watching Who Wants to Be a Millionaire of a Sherbet R- Dip in the North of right. England. This is tragic. Yeah. This film is a awesome. change. We need to cut but this bit out of the script of your life. It, yeah. <laughs> and then
2: we, um, and then me and Chris were like, Oh, well, we've got to get a job, you know. um uh, so, we thought, well, it's near Kirkham. You know where Kirkham is? Oh. So, okay. Well, it's south of Blackpool, you know.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: Kirkham Prison is, I think Ian Brown did some time in there. It's like, a, yeah. you know, remember for when he- For age. Right. Yeah. Right. I vaguely, I think he was there at that time. So, whenever that date was, because I remember walking past there and thinking, Ian Brown's in there somewhere, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, we, we'd we walk up into Kirkham looking for jobs and we walked past this- um. We walked past this, like, cabbage patch, like this big cabbage patch, you know. And we thought, oh, we'll just pick cabbages. Maybe we can just pick cabbages or something and get some money, you know. Right next door to this cabbage patch, this big cabbage patch, was this ultra-modern four-storey building, you know, with it just looked like, you know, it was really ultra-modern. You walk in, there's, like, beautiful secretaries, three of them behind the main desk, you know, and me and Chris walk in, you know, with our, like, <laughs> with our, like, you know – old suit clothes. Right, yeah. I yeah. think we bought some, like, you know, probably suit and ties from, you know, the oppie or something. And we walk up and we go, yes, we'd like to pick some cabbages. And they're like, well, you better go to the cabbage farm next door then, you know. I don't know why we thought that this ultra-modern building was, like, the headquarters of cabbage a small – Cabbage headquarters. Cabbage Pat. Yeah. <laughs> cabbage, cabbage Pat Inc. Cabbage yeah, so and we go. Well, what do you do? And they say, "Well, we do advertising," and um, and so we're like, "All right." And they said, "But we might have a job for you." What? And
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they said, she, "Give she, us." She's she's got a wits about her. These two these two losers <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> in their cheap suits that yeah. want to pick cabbages. They're they're perfect for advertising. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's a poacher. So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. they give us this card and they say give this guy a call he's in a meeting at home but give this guy a call you know well like all right so we head hightail back to chris's nan's house and we walk in and we're sort of you know it's a it's a bit of a hike up there so we just want to put our feet up i think chris goes for a lay down and i'm uh i go and have a shower and he, his nan goes How'd you go? And we go, oh, we've got to give this guy a call here later. And she's like, oh, okay, well, that's good. You know, sweet old lady, you know. Yeah. You just, you know, typical Nan. And, um, and she goes, and I'm in the shower and then I'm just doing my hair and I've got the towel around me and stuff and I'm just coming out of the shower and she's on the phone. And she's going, yes, well, they're lovely boys, absolutely lovely. And I'm going, well, who's she talking to? And – she goes, oh, here he is now. I'll put him on. This is Daniel. And she hands- I go, who's this? She goes, it's the guy. It's the guy. She's called the guy in the card. Yeah. You know? And, like, I've taken the phone off her. This guy's just in stitches. He can't get a word out. You know? She's Luck gone ahead and made this. lady. Mate Well, she's made the call for us, you know? She's called this guy up and, you know, he's just like. Oh, she called him? She's called him. Oh. so she because we gave her the card and we said we got to give this guy a call I went and had a shower and she's just gone ahead and called him you know and then she's come up so you know she's like uh she's like oh you know they you know like I said lovely boys and she put the phone on and this guy's just in stitches you know he's like who who's what's going on I'm like I'm so sorry I'm like this is my mates name but anyways he said come up and um come up and uh See me tomorrow. So we went up there the next day, and we're, again we're back in our suits and we're sitting in the in the you know the waiting area sure and the did. secretary, <laughs> right, and the secretaries are all whispering amongst themselves at the front. And they're, like, sah, 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 and they're looking over at us sah, 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 and then one of them pucks up the courage. We're trying to like you know look very cool, and, and one of yeah. them goes, "So who's Nan? Who's Nan called?" I'm like who was his Nan, you know? Eventually, this guy comes down and he said, mate, I'll just, I'm just going to give you the job because, you know, I just think that's brilliant that your called and got you a job. So, it was – the job was cold calling. So, it was oh, an oh, ad agency yeah. and we were basically in cubicles cold calling um, customers. And, you know, I was just dreadful. I just can't do that sort of thing, you know. There were people in there like, you know – kids driving new bmws and things they were just killing it but it's just not my thing you know they used to put on a bar every friday open bar and um you know they looked after us really well they were really nice you know but it just it just wasn't for me i remember one guy you know this open bar he he he, like you look down the car park and it's all maseratis and it's all um you know just incredible you know S- yeah. Supercars Yeah. And this guy just says Come with me mate Come with me You know Takes me downstairs He was raw and drunk And he had this Lotus Esprit This really low down Supercar thing And he's like One day This will be yours You know And he's Get in Get in And so you know It's got the The big wing doors That open up And I'm sitting in there And he's like Throws me the keys He's like Go on Take it for- It's gonna be yours anyway mate Take it for." And I never did But but that's the sort of you know yeah, yeah. they were all these they were nice
1: you know but it was it was uh, <laughs> I thought this story was going to be we went went in to say we want to pick cabbages then an elderly woman rang up for us it was an ad agency and I came up with Nike just do it <laughs> that's right where, <laughs> where I thought that was going yeah the swoosh. But, uh, yeah so that's when, mine so when did you move from, move away from there
2: then did you go up to uh, a couple Scotland? of weeks a lot like, yeah. And then I moved up to Edinburgh so I
1: remember you were in Scotland for a while because I met yeah I was I, met, I lived
2: in Edinburgh for a couple of years yeah I love Edinburgh you were there I love for Scotland. a couple of years as well Jesus. yeah
1: yeah I was You've left I was six places. years
2: I, I was yeah so I I was all up six years in Europe and I took a break in between that as well where I came back I lived in Sydney for over the Olympics I was back in Sydney for a while yeah and um and yeah, and then I came back over again and did another stint. So the first stint was when all this happened. The second time I came over is when I was at the Bedford and all that all that went down. So Right, yeah, I remember you know, it. Which, again, is just another.
1: I remember uh, uh, just recently you messaging me. Uh, we messaged for the first time in a while. You sat with that thing. We were talking about, um, um, hang on, Neil Finn, message to my girl. Oh yeah, Split right. Split end song. And you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, you were yeah. thinking for Busking, thinking of re- reworking that. So you'd written the lyrics down on a bit of paper. Right. And a girl you fancied saw the bit of paper and said, "Did you write this?" <laughs> yeah. And you just <laughs> yeah. Think and I
2: didn't did have it. the heart to tell her, you know. So I said yes, yes, I did, you know. She was <laughs> like, "This is this is amazing." Well. You Know that's what I do,
1: <laughs> you said, Imagine a now married at a barbecue. Right, every time that song comes on, like, shh, shh, yeah, this is about
2: me. This is about me, Shut yeah, up, Darren. <laughs> he's done, he's done all right for himself, hasn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah, he's got a good yeah. kiwi voice. I, I guess I owe uh Neil a beer, and I remember that. I remember as I don't know why this stuck in my head, but you buskin, um. I don't know where you wrote this down. You told me this, and every time I – I don't know what what reminds me of this, but I think of this probably once above. You said that you wrote down at your pretentious height as you were travelling, you wrote down the lyrics from Split End's Leaky Boat, the tyranny of distance. Right, yeah, I did. (laughs) Didn't stop (laughs) the Cavaliers, so why should it stop me?
2: Yeah, I think that that was scrawled across my guitar case or something. (laughs) And that was another one where people went, you know, eventually heard it, you know, me playing it, and they're like, that's, that's that lyric that's, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, where do you think I got it from? People say, <laughs> I thought you wrote that. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The tyranny of distance is write some good lyrics, Neil. Yeah. And, um, actually, that might be Tim, actually. I think that was. I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. I think so.
1: But then, um, mm. so the thing I remember as well at the Bedford when you were there, so, mm. so finally, finally, I gave in and thought, well, no, this bloke knows more about music than me, far more. And this is where you used to prove it. Do you remember you used to do this in the staff room? this is when i started calling you jukebox right because at the time in the staff room that was horrific that staff room stuck a dog food everywhere but the telly was always on yeah and it would always be either channel 4 simpsons or friends or it'd be vh1 right vh one would just be playing all day yeah yeah you used to do the vh1 challenge (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you, oh my god this is all sounding incredibly pretentious isn't it yeah it sounds bad now but you did it you did it with a twinkle in your eye you did it with a sense of irony it was always wow. funny but you used to sit with your back to the screen yeah and vh1 and be on, and within seconds you could name the artist the song the album and the year right and i remember someone <laughs> and i told someone you could do this i said fuck it he does it everyone within seconds and who was it, yeah. it said trinity she said, right. "No, you can't. You can't do that. No, you know, right. right. And you went, oh, "Well, I'm willing to bet money." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that what? became my hustle. Yeah. <laughs> new, <laughs> new, new, new people would come and work there, and yeah, you just that was, was my that. You'd be hanging around the staff room, just going, <laughs> "Oh, this is a, uh, this looks yeah. like uh, a Tim is it? Tim yeah. Dan,
2: yeah. Oh right, bit of a H one you're watching here. I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah.
1: Do a couple of them. But uh, and then uh but this is what this is what because I think other than my brother, you've mm. got me into more bands that I still love to this day, I'd say. Is that right? Yeah, well, that's good to hear That's nice to hear, man. Yeah, because I remember it was so you'd started from working beyond the bar, you got promoted. Mm. I mean promotion in that pub meant you were just still there, mainly, didn't it? <laughs> right Like a bar manager, I now know means a barman that's not left. Right, so you, yeah, yeah. We all know that now, but um, yeah. when you started, he's a manager. He must have done a course. No, he's just still here.
2: Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah. hang
1: around long enough. I remember you got promoted to music manager. Yeah, yeah, And you, which was really a dream gig for me.
2: It was a bit, wasn't it? And then, well, I mean, you know, I my whole job was, you know, going to my office, listening to demos, CDs that had been sent in from around the world, booking bands, and then... Drinking yeah. beer and eating
1: free food all night, you know. I don't know why you're still not there. I know, but I you, know. um, uh, because uh, it. For those who don't know, the Bedford is like quite a legendary music venue in London. Well, I think it won, didn't it? Win like f- it won pu- best
2: music pub music. Of the year,
1: like five years in a row or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You so know, I remember,
1: so you used to. So the acoustic night was a uh, right. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I remember. Upstairs, yeah. and you'd presented the acoustic night, so you'd go and host mm-hmm. it sometimes. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, that night, one of the girls was leaving. I think it was Jodie, a Kiwi girl, was leaving. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, sure. and it was funny at the time, people would leave the pub, and everyone yeah. would get emotional and say right. goodbye to them. Like we'd known right. each other, say, four months, mm-hmm. but suddenly you were best friends.
2: Right. It's Particularly
1: like- emotional if they're leaving, fell on a beer clean uh yeah. night <laughs> yeah but it was funny <laughs> that people would get really emotional like that well mm. they're they're traveling they're Aussie or Kiwi or South Africa right. traveling that's that's what they're gonna do they're not here for right. life but yeah yeah so everyone was all emotional we were sat at the table uh table eight I think um okay. <laughs> and a uh, big long table near where the yeah. piano was I think that yeah. was table eight um mm. and um could be 12 and <laughs> So she was leaving, so after the pub, everyone was going to have a drink, and you came down, and you'd been drinking all night while presenting the acoustic night. Yes. And you came down pretty like, pissed. Right. And, um, and you sat on the stool where someone would play music in the corner of the pub, just background music. Right. And you got the guitar, and as they're all, like, emotional and saying goodbyes and stuff, you started playing Better Be Home Soon, Crowded yeah, House. right. <laughs> and all the girls, you were singing it, like ironically, mm-hmm. and laughing right. while you were singing it. Right. And like, most of the boys there were laughing and all the girls were all like crying and hugging and saying goodbye to her. And you right. were there going, better be home. And you were leaving dramatic pauses. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> and, uh, and I just remember, even though you were singing it stupidly, I remember thinking, fucking us. And, and uh, again, for you, you make things your own. I thought that was yours. <laughs> So I was like, What's that? what was that song you were singing? Yeah. This time, for some reason, you admitted straight away. Uh, right. It's cra- right. crowded. Yeah. It's crowded. Yeah. And for me, I don't know what it is. I think in England, because Crowded House have had different careers in different continents. They're known that's, for different albums. Yeah. Yeah, And I for think sure. in England, Woodface, um, Weather Were You. And I think, yes. I yeah. think Weather Were You was so big in England Mm-hmm. That no one got past that. People think they're like a one hit wonder band that they've just had, Right. That. And right. I was like that. I just thought, Crowded House, oh, fuck, whether were you? Fuck, that was played to death. Right. And I didn't think anything else of them other than that. And yeah. you played that song, and I remember going, is that theirs? Yeah, right. And you were like, yeah. Right. And you get the next day, you went think, to Cash Converters and mm-hmm. went and bought like a hand copy of Recurring Dream, the best of right and you said here listen to this and i and i remember saying to you is there any other good songs on it right right i still remember your face you went yeah "Ah, yeah yeah There's a few good ones on there yeah and i didn't get past that i didn't get past that song for about a month i just listened to that endlessly yeah yeah and then i had that cd player in my seat in the cd the mm. cd player and it was my alarm clock the cd would go off <laughs> right and i remember one morning i just didn't get out of bed and just let that carry on playing i think it's 17 <laughs> tracks or 18 tracks that album yeah yeah and i just remember laying in bed going fucking that was good shit that was good Fuck, right like, every song on this is amazing yeah right to and be since chained. then i don't think i've gone more than a month without listening to a crowded house song is that right yeah all because yeah, of you drunk ironically playing better be home soon
2: Wow, it's a good tune. It's one of my uh, favorites. Yeah,
1: that I and 4, all these from that was two thousand and three. Yeah, two thousand three, maybe two thousand. Oh, maybe two thousand three. Yeah, three or four, something like that. Or so two. Yeah. But Udefour, two. Four, two or, th- I was definitely there in two thousand two. Yeah, I think it was about that then. But 4, mm. all these years, like shit. So that's like nineteen years ago. Yeah, crowded house have that's a new that's... song out.
2: Yeah, have you heard the new one yeah. to the island? Of course, yeah. It's getting a lot of uh, got a, a lot of radio play here. Yeah, is it? Oh, good. It was. Um, yeah, yeah. It's still, first it's listen, exactly I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Then second one, of I was like,
1: oh hello, hello. Yeah, right. Sounds mm. quite split ends, doesn't it? Sounds like. D- yeah, and he's Sounds- got his
2: own. He's got his boys playing with him now, and um, yeah, it's 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 great. You know, yeah. I mean, what can you say about that guy, mate? Like, he's just. A, a genius really you know, uh, Finn, you know he, this, uh, isn't he? he doesn't is, stop yeah.
1: no, no yeah, he knows I, how to write a tune you know. I remember just. setting up the top room of the pub the Tavistock and we were just chatting mm. and you going oh yeah and then crowd out and they split up and they played their last ever gig on the stairs of the Sydney Opera House right and I was like fuck that sounds good boats yeah. in the background in my head it was like busking just on the steps sat there for a right, hundred right, people right. <laughs> like a yeah, massive yeah. outdoor gig and there's a live video of it and you and andrea um said oh you gotta come and watch it you went and got a copy and we right. sat sat in, uh, your up in the where in the tavistock no we sat or- in um you were living somewhere at the time yeah. you and andrea, and we watched it there
2: uh, okay nice you were
1: staying with you were staying with a family you were renting a room in like a family home it was, like kids oh
2: we were that was in stretton That's right. Gosh, yeah. Okay, upstairs in that little pokey little attic place. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah. we were there then. Yeah, well, that would have been a bit further on because, you know, we lived – well, you know, obviously I was there in the Bedford for a long time, you know, just living there upstairs. Then we lived uh, up Ballam – no, what's Bedford Hill? Um, That's where you and me watched – Twelve hours of the Beatles anthology. I was gonna, I was gonna say that. Yeah, you know. We were, remember that day? Both. I just remember around Andrea around. going off to work at like seven a.m. and me saying goodbye to her out the door, and you're coming up the street with like a crate of yeah. Stella Artois. Yeah. And uh, you know, so it, and then twelve hours it? later, she's coming in the door, and you're heading out, and no, we're legless.
1: And we were there for a bit because I remember what it was. Right. So we should explain Maybe what it we're was. Maybe we're after the last. Beatles Anthology is mm. the documentary series of the Beatles that mm. all in is over 11 hours. I think it's nearly right. 12 hours with <laughs> the extra features. Right, which we and probably we, did as well. We did do. And we right. were talking about <laughs> we were talking about how great the Beatles Anthology was. All the Just talking about the Beatles while working beyond the bar and stuff. And what I liked about you is you always put in context how old – people were and what they've written you were one for that like you always went you go uh yeah brian wilson uh pet sounds you've got to remember he was 24 at the time right 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 fuck was he i remember you saying to me john lennon was 29 when the beat was split up yeah that blew my mind 1970 mate four years before i was born yeah it recorded 13 albums by the age of 29 Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? So, but we were talking away about the Beatles, and we said we're talking about the Beatles anthology, and we're going. I don't know who had the idea, but we said we what we should do is we should watch that all the way through, back to back. On the back of it, it says eleven hours plus extra features. Right, and we would (laughs) we were it was our Everest. We were planning it like we were we were doing a a charity walk or something. We're like, so right, what we need to do. Yeah, so it's eleven hours. We Pace need to, uh, ourselves. We need yeah. to think through when we start, when we end. So we got to start like eight in the morning, nine in the morning, something like that. We got to get going mm. early, maybe ten. Mm. um <laughs> So yeah, I arrived at your house. Yeah, it was, early. was leaving for work. She always did yeah. about eight jobs, didn't she? Right, right. She'd work in the pub and then work a day a day shift yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So she was leaving. I'd be like, morning. <laughs> coming in she sort of looked at us like i just remember you you walking up the high road like i was literally like she was going out
2: the door and i was just sort of saying goodbye to her and yeah as she was walking down you're just walking up with this
1: big crate of stella crate of stella at 10 in the morning yeah all day so Mm. she was kind of like she thought us as sort of like silly boys she'd be like oh you boys yeah see you later then still does yeah and then (laughs) that's good to hear yeah so then we sat down and we watched it, and uh, and I remember she came in, and she ordered us a pizza, because I don't think we'd eaten much. You were Right. We only stopped to go to the toilet. We didn't have a break. We were eating while watching it, just crisps. Yep. And then she came back, and we ordered a pizza. So that was, and then we watched. It got to – we were – our eyes were going, and we were, we both got to the end and went, it's good work, good work. Uh, yeah. There's extra features here. Shall we – uh <laughs> Plow through them as well. Yeah, that was. We did, did we? Yeah, that was a good day. I've I've always meant to. uh, I've always meant to repeat that, but yeah, um, I, uh, I, um, but that we, what we could do that with the um, Peter Jackson Get Back. That looks amazing. I heard that I sent you documentary. There's 56 hours that they're editing. I remember hearing that and thinking they should have got me and jukebox Mm. on that. Should have got me yeah. done doing that. <laughs> Could have done that. And have you Pizza. seen? Have you seen any Get of the Stella. clips from it? I've seen. I've seen the bit he released where he said this is not a trailer. It's just a taste of what it is. It looks incredible. Like it looks amazing. Like the the
2: the quality of the footage. You know, obviously they've all touched it up. You know, yeah. it looks incredible. And there's always, you know, you always think, you know, because you know there was that period of my life where that's you know I was just obsessed i guess you know for want of a better word with the beatles where and you sort of think well i know everything i've seen everything there is you know yeah i know the story and then you just see these these snippets and it's just like this is you know just it just shows a a, 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 a complete other side you know even in that short those short clip you know you just see the the goofing around and yeah
1: yeah it's not it's great man that's it's going to be, gonna be well, awesome because Beatles anthology and that when we watch that the uh, let it be bit where they're doing that documentary of let it be yeah. well mm. they're filming them at the time making a film and that they painted the picture then of that's when they're breaking up and they're not getting right
2: out. everyone's getting on each other's nerves and they showed, and... They
1: showed like one clip of George St. Paul if you want me to play it like that I'll play it like right, that. right 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 and that yep. painted the picture of that <clears> whole <throat> time would have been just that constantly miserable even, even to the point there's a uh paul mccartney documentary of howard stern he's saying even he started believing oh yeah we didn't get on with each other at yeah, that right. point and yeah. then he's heard peter jackson showed him some footage and he was like oh it looks like we really like each other
0: yeah right so even he yeah. believed it and he
1: was there yeah so that's yeah, gonna be yeah. good. so i reckon we'll have to watch it in the cinema and then when it's mm. out yep. we should zoom each other sure watch it over zoom yep yeah that would be good that sounds what you Sounds saying yeah all right sounds in our like forties with no alcohol oh my god uh eating hey. sensibly for one of us yeah. it'll be 10 in the morning yeah yeah <laughs> the other yeah should have said yeah, at the start I this know. you're in australia at the moment i didn't say that And um well so then uh mm. we went to liverpool at one point as well we did yeah
2: yeah we did, did the have tour a gig or did we just yeah throw? in chester you had a gig in Chester.
1: I can't even remember that.
2: Yeah, I can't you did. The but gig. We, we stayed with uh, Kira oh, in yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we did the tour. You'd already do, done the tour once before because I remember you called yeah. me halfway through the tour once and you're like, oh, yeah. you know, you're doing a quiz or something. You're like, what's the. What's oh, the uh, I forgot that.
1: They did a big yeah. quiz on the bus. Bi- and yeah, I and I didn't you. know
2: the answer. <clears throat> I didn't know the answer. It was something to do with the name of one of their early bands. The answer was the Nurk Twins. Oh, I remember yeah. that being the answer, but I was like, I don't know, mate. And um,
1: oh, yeah, So hard. you'd already
2: done the tour and then we did it, yeah, again together. But you had a gig in Chester and then maybe we did it the next day or, or something. Yeah. And um, remember we were saying how like we would, you know, Wouldn't it be great to like dress up as like George and just stand outside the house, like at the doorway and wait till the bus came around the corner, you know, and just, and then just start walking and start yelling back to the house, you know, so yeah, so, well, pack of camels and a chocolate fridge. Yeah, no worries. All right. You know, and then you'd see the bus and you'd start bolting off down the road, you know, and, and see how many, like, uh, how many people would chase you before they, you know, they figured out that, you know, he was actually dead. And
1: yeah, I remember you you said, uh, you say that uh, um, it has Strawberry Fields as well, just being dressed as a small boy from the 60s and a, uh, oh, from the 50s, and a football rolling out. You just sort of come out, pick it up, and just run off into the distance yeah. like a ghost of John Lennon. Yeah. But you me yeah, I remember you saying that. How good would it be to live in the house of George Harrison? If you lived yeah, there, right. yeah, every day, you just dress up as George Harrison and mm. walk out as a yeah. busload of foreign tourists. Yeah. You just walk out in full Sergeant Pepper outfit going... Right. So, a pint of milk, do we need anything else? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think yeah. I think I'd, think I'd nick that idea off of you and wrote that into that sitcom I told you about. Yeah, right, right. It's never been used, so I would have credited you. <laughs> um, um, did you. Have you done that tour since? No, I don't think I've done it since. I've done Liverpool yeah. a lot of times, and I always... Yeah, right. What, what I do now, I always go to Matthew Street when I do gigs mm. in Liverpool and then the jacaranda do you remember we went to the jacaranda i think uh, kira would have took us there right it's,
2: i it's remember the, we went i remember it was a great night whatever we wherever we went i remember liverpools just, a good night out i'm not good night it? out but uh, hey.
1: but the jacaranda's a really good bar that's yeah, right. like a really good night out and steeped mm. in history you'd think right. it was like a grotty bar yeah. But it's downstairs. The Beatles did the painting in the cellar. Do you remember John and Paul? Oh yeah, right. They did that painting. Yeah. Alan Alan White, I think, was their first manager. Yeah, he he owned the Jacaranda, I think. Right. Own, and he owned the Jacaranda, and that one of them goes, "When are you going to give us a gig, Alan?" And, right. I like, sat in there, and he got them to paint downstairs, and they've preserved it as it was the cellar. And it's Gosh. now been done up the jacaranda it's all been refurbed it's really good mm. and upstairs is a little record shop calf uh, so nice. at the table of the calf there's record turntables you can just put a record on as you sat there with earphones nice oh, so i go great. sit there like a pretentious wanker every time <laughs> i <I'm there, laughs> tell myself i'm going to do some writing while i'm soaking up the beatles right and i just just sit there and stare at my phone but um but yeah, I always go there at some point. Yeah, nice. so yeah, we went. That was a good, good trip. I've still got that photo of me and you at Penny Lane. I'll put it up. After yeah, this.
2: yeah. I got a bunch of them. I got a bunch of them. I got you and me at uh, Strawberry Fields. I think.
1: Yeah, and, yeah, um Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So I we were so that was when so you you were living with Andrea and I was mm-hmm. in Streatham Hill and then Andrea yeah. went back. To, and I hadn't seen a lot of you for a little while because you and Andrea—I think you might stop working at the pub—and then you and yeah. Andrea lived a bit it's further in out. Stretton,
2: That's when you came up. Yeah, we were in Stretton at the yeah. other end. Um, that's then, the place that you were talking about before.
1: Yeah, and then I, like a knobhead, got had this girlfriend that got dumped. I remember dumping. that. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, yeah. because I whined to you. But everyone's dead. everyone's got one of them where they got dumped when they were younger, and they whined They had they had some poor bastard that had to listen to them whining about it for about nah, two months. No man, nah, and you man. were that. It was- and it, but it all felt together. This is this is like a scene out of a film. It was like because <laughs> Andrea went back to Australia, and right. you had I think it was like four or five weeks until your flight was booked yeah that's right yeah gosh and you your lease was up now. and you were gonna mm. like rent a room or stay in a hostel for four or five right. weeks and <clears> I, <throat> I, yeah. I was i'd just been dumped i was like no fuck that you can stay on right. the futon in my room I yeah i had a crashed with you i had a big yeah, room right. with an ensuite shower and a futon that was a, was a great place room. yeah it turned into a bit of a youth hostel though because everyone kept all, there was no contracts everyone kept coming and going but right, right. but it was a nice house it got trashed yeah, by great. a load of idiots that live there but um yeah but yeah so you come and lived in the room mm-hmm. on the futon i remember i'd been dumped days before and you'd moved <laughs> into the room while i was at the pub working and i come home just miserable feeling sorry for myself i walk in the door right and i still remember it you were sat on the futon and you went Sit yourself down. You had a, I had a cool box up there, so I didn't have to go right. down to the fridge because it was two stories right. up. You'd fill the cool box full of lager and you'd bought The Last Waltz, the band. Yes. The Last Waltz. And I'd right. never seen it or heard of it. Right, So right. you said, sit down, get yourself a lager, watch this. <laughs> you turn yeah, it on, right. And the start of it is black background, white writing that just says, this must be played loud. <laughs> it is right. those who don't know the band were bob dylan's backing band yeah and their own band amazing Mm -hmm. band and then they played a final gig in 76 or something that uh yeah and they just invited all the people they played with to come and play with them and it just escalated yeah Yeah. that everyone was on it there was uh ringo was on it ronnie wood Mm -hmm. um neil young
2: morrison neil diamond um,
1: bob dylan jody Mitchell. Just so yeah. this gig, well, anyway. filmed by these- Martin Scorsese, yeah, on this film, this yeah, proper like a film, yeah, yeah. So I'd not heard of it, knew nothing about it. Mm. I thought it was a film, like a proper film, because it looks like right, a film right. when it starts. Right, and I'm like, "What's this? A live gig?" Mm. And uh, you know, and at first I was like, oh, "I don't know, I don't know who they are." So I'm just like, just watching it to be polite. Yeah. And after about two songs, I'm like, "What the fuck?" And that's yeah. another one. Still to this day, I must have watched the Last Waltz. Yeah, hundreds of times. Um, it's it's got to gotta be one of
2: the the all time greatest, if not the greatest concert. You know, yeah. Like it's just like I still yeah. I mean I, you know I, I watch clips of it on YouTube. You know, and all the time. You know. Yeah, yeah. My the my dad got given a copy of that in the mid '80s on VHS, and it right. was his like Friday night ritual. To you know, my dad had great, has great taste in music, and um, massive Dylan fan. Dylan's is number one, but he got a copy of that in yeah, I guess sometime in the mid '80s. And his Friday night ritual would be, he'd have this wooden bowl, he'd empty a packet of chips, the crisps into it, yeah. cut up some Gilesburg, a uh, couple some cans what? of lager, some what? Like some Jarsberg cheese, cut up oh, some cheese, okay. you know, sit sit it in there, couple cans of lager, and then just. Full volume the TV, and play that VHS tape, you know. And I'd be in my bedroom, you know. And he he'd watch this thing, you know, <clears throat> on a Friday night. I'd fall asleep basically to it all, all the time, you know. And um, and the <laughs> and this is back in the days when the the old VHS players, when they hit the end of the tape, they'd. The TV would just go to the white noise, you know. Yeah. So the 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 it'd just be screaming this, you know. I'd wake so up what? and Dad would just be fast asleep in front of the TV, you know, and uh, covered in crisp with yeah, <laughs> yeah. with the with the VHS tape spooling backwards, you know. Yes yeah. <gasps> Dad, go to sleep, go to sleep. But that, yeah, I mean that that wow, soundtrack, that's you know,
1: seeped into your your brain. Isn't it? Yeah.
2: And I remember I used to always walk through the lounge room at, it seemed to be at the time when there's a couple like, people who do poetry. There's a beat poet on there, a guy called Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Yeah. Right. So you, that, I, I used that. to always walk through the, 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 because you'd have to walk through the lounge to get to our kitchen. And I'd always seem to walk through when he was on doing that, you know, it's like the uh, Lord's Prayer, you know, but he's yeah. sort of swapped out, you know. And I remember my dad used to go, hey, Who's this guy? <laughs> hey? Who's this guy? Hey? And just sort of wink and a nod. And I'd be thinking, who is this guy? Like, do I know this, you know? For years, you know, I always just, hey, who's this guy? I'd come back through. Who's this guy? Turns out he didn't know, who, he literally didn't know who this guy was. And he's asking me, who is this guy? You know? <laughs> but for a long time, I was thinking, do you know this guy? Like, I thought he was being like, you know, all right, yeah, hey, you know. All but... Right. um. <laughs> I, think I, remember you I just me always that. remember walking through with that with that um that part would be on but i mean gosh man what a what a you know what a show like those guys have you seen the new documentary robbie about them? Yeah, yeah the band robbie of brothers robertson or
1: once were brothers once were brothers right yeah, yeah. but it's called robbie robertson and the band well, once were brothers like, come yeah. on robbie this is the, right. of the problem
2: yeah. But, yeah. He so, does like to talk Robbie, you know. Yeah. Like I mean he's uh you know he um but you know he did write the songs, you know, uh, the majority of them, yeah. Majority yeah. of them. Um
1: yeah. but so, yeah. And there was a point where it, yeah, cuz you th- you thought that he he probably, you know, in a, he, he probably did Rip him off a bit, maybe I don't know, but he or claimed a lot of the credit. But then there was a point that people don't know in that documentary, it showed where there. There's a point where he's married with a kid, right? And they were all living in a house together, off their tits on heroin, right, right. And it gets to the point where if you're writing the songs and you can, they're yeah. barely getting out of bed. You can't yeah. be blamed yeah, for taking yeah. a lot of the credit, can you? Right, right. I, I mean, I guess when, there's always you know two sides to every story, but yeah. I remember when we mm. when you played that though. That, I still think of that every time I watch it, because it come on, and it shows each member of the band. It cuts to each member of the band at the start, sure. and it sure. says their name and yeah. before the names are coming up. You're going, oh Rick Denko. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, Robbie Robertson. Oh my God, oh, that must have been insufferable, hell. mate. No, you were well funny. Honestly, but like God. Again, it doesn't sound good on. now out of context. It but, does, well. does. but the funniest bit was there was a bit where Jody Mitchell is singing yeah. back in vocals on something but she's backstage just singing off yes. stage in the darkness yeah she, you could just she's see a silhouette up later d- they don't want to ruin right. a big entrance yeah. so it just shows her just the silhouette of her <laughs> you yes. just went the unmistakable silhouette of Joni mitchell oh i did <laughs> not oh please yeah. every time i watch oh that she God. comes up I, I say that to my wife who has no idea what i'm on about oh uh, why embarrassing. that's funny But um, but yeah. So you stayed in the house, and then I'm telling our musical taste through uh, chronologically. Right. So you stayed in the room with me for six weeks, and then went back to Australia. Mm -hmm. And you had a leaving do. Remember, we did a Beatles quiz. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
2: that was upstairs in the Tavistock. I remember that. I can't can't remember. I don't remember the quiz, but I remember the leaving do.
1: I remember the quiz. I remember the quiz. You did the quiz i hosted the quiz yeah you hosted the i do remember yeah A beatles quiz where you got your presents that we'd all got you if you got right. the answers right they were oh, prizes God. and everyone was pissing themselves laughing because it it was like quite obscure questions and not only were you getting them right you were giving loads of background you were going so i'd say oh, what year what year was what year was this album released um, or what song was it and you go let me paint the picture for everyone so uh, Brian Wilson's just released Pet Sounds, and in answer to that, <laughs> oh my gosh! But, uh, oh my yeah, gosh, it moved. does. You went back to Australia, yeah. Let then, me just uh, say, in my defence: I have, I, I have
2: mellowed out a lot <laughs> since then. No, I'm, not, is... I'm not quite as pretentious, or it wasn't uh, pretentious. or, it was or, or um, a music snob uh, as this maybe I once was. This was everything I
1: liked about you. I hope you haven't changed too much. <laughs> But uh, and then, uh, uh So yeah, you went back to Australia and then and the amount of Aussies I'd worked with beyond the bar at that point, because at that point mm. in London, it was mainly Aussies, a few Kiwis, a couple of South Africans, mm. beyond the so bar. So when's this about 2004 now, yeah? Was that? Yeah, 2004 you went Four, back yeah. right. and then you're going, yeah, come over to Australia, come stay with us. We'll mm. and I'm going, what? And then yeah. I just suddenly, I don't know what happened, one day I went, oh, f- I'm going to Australia. And I yeah, just yeah, went. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, but the day before, I remember I was lucky. They were thinking what date they were changing the dates. Mm. Uh, Neil Finn and Tim Finn were doing a Radio Two yep. competition winners gig at the, at the Bedford. Yep. And I remember stood at the back of the room, going, "Oh, this is unbelievable! If only jukebox was here. If only Dan yeah. was here." Because i have been, tr-
2: I wanted to get them there when I was, you know, running the music. Oh, you right. know, but it was never. Yeah, it, it just was never going to happen. So I don't think they that would happened, do it. They would just no. happen to
1: be in England then, yeah. right? And I'm stood at the back of the room, and one of the girls who worked beyond the bar that I'd spoke to a bit uh, stood there, and I looked over and went, do you like crowned us? She went, yeah, do you? Who was Katka, my now wife? No way. Yeah, wow. so that's where we kind of got chatting there. Uh, so you met Andrea in the pub. We both met yeah. our wives in that pub. We did. We did. Yeah, there's a few people still married who met in that pub. Is that right? It's a couple divorced. <laughs> but let's not dwell on that. <laughs> yeah. But uh so anyway, yeah. I knew I was flying out to Australia mm. and I was going to be staying with you and I was landing mm-hmm. in Australia on your 30th birthday. Is that right? I land not in I land I landed in Hobart where you were living then. Yeah. Uh, on your was 30th on my birthday. Yeah, Holy and cow. I got I got uh the music manager of the pub then, um Tony Moore. I got yeah. him to get Neil and Tim to sign. I got a photo of you drunk playing guitar yep. on the bar. Yeah. And I got Neil and Tim Finn to sign it. Yeah. Framed it. Yeah. And yep. that was your present for your 30th. Happy 30th, Neil and Tim yep. Finn. Yeah. And I got one of them to write you in the wrong key.
2: Yeah. And, uh, and, and remember, the other one, and mean,
1: it says, Go, Dan.
2: Yeah. And I remember. Yeah. It's, it's,
1: it's hanging up on the wall next door. Oh, brilliant. I remember Andrea looking at it and going, Oh, fuck, that's ruined all my presents. i remember i stayed with you in in the spare room in your house to make me feel at home you put a little football goal in there and a picture of david beckham we did too that's framed picture of david beckham i still don't know what you were thinking (laughs) gosh (laughs) um, yeah
2: and yeah. then we did some touring around Tassie, didn't we? We went up these yeah, coasts and we, we went stayed at Freycinet and I keep walked forgetting into the name of it.
1: Is it Wine Glass Bay? Wine Glass Bay. That's yeah. it. I always forget. Yep. That's where I remember driving up there and you playing mm. uh Message to My Girl Split Ends. <laughs> I think we No, I think we I kept saying put it on again. We must have played right. it ten times in a row while yeah. driving up looking at the Tassie scenery. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, part was of the good.
2: world. And I, I was remember- back there for the first time in ages in March of la- last last March. So yeah. my mum's 80th birthday, I was back. Cuz I live in north of Australia now. You know, I'm in regional Australia. I'm in the tropics now. So, uh, you know, um, Where where is that? So far north Queensland. So I'm up in the tropics like, you know, and uh
1: Why did you, you move?
2: Well, we're in Melbourne. So after Tassie, you know, I went to Melbourne, and that's where I was doing stand-up. You know, uh, this this is
1: why you qualify for the podcast, right? Yeah, I I only thought you did a couple of gigs. I didn't realise you'd done so much. I thought you just tried it a couple of times. No, I went there to do it. Like I I moved there to influence on you doing stand-up. In that, I told you you should do stand-up about every day. I don't think you ever said that, but I mean, you know, I did. I I, said you uh, should be a stand-up.
2: Did you? Maybe, well, maybe. Well, clearly, I didn't have any look, here's the thing. influence. No, you certainly did. You certainly did. Absolutely. But um, y- yeah, like I was. I mean, I just saw how hard you worked at it. Like, I mean, you know, all all the time. To- <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there'd be times when we'd be doing a beer line clean or something where it could have quite easily been for you to chuck in a five-minute spot or whatever you were doing at the time. Yeah. But you you never did. You're always out there. So, you know, um uh you know, yeah, it was it was amazing to watch actually. You know, you you really, really just you know, you deserve to be where you are now, mate. You know, it's you absolutely just what, financially gave, fucked. Well, you know <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But I mean, you know, it looks to me as though you're doing you're doing all right. And um you know you just uh you just absolutely dedicated yourself to it when i you know when my girls were born that was kind of it for me you know when my first daughter's born going out three nights a week you know Mm. you know it was just kind of like it wasn't as fun and i wasn't sort of doing it as a career you know i wasn't chasing i just did it because i enjoyed it you know and i really I, i really did enjoy it you know i loved it um but you know suddenly i had this you know little daughter and uh you know, she was more of a captive audience, you know. Yeah. She couldn't go anywhere. She couldn't walk out. We yeah, had her in yeah. the playpen. Still heckled, but, you <laughs> yeah. know. It's manageable, isn't it? Manageable, you know. Yeah. And that, so that kind of put the kibosh on that, you know. Um, and then, you know, when they got to – when my second daughter was born, we decided to move – get out of the city, basically. You know, so I'd had this oh. idyllic childhood growing up in Tassie. You know where you're.
1: You know, I mean Tassie in the seventies and incredible Tasmania. Every time I it, tell people I went there, other Aussies mm. go, "What the fuck? What yep. you go know Tasmania for?"
2: Well, I mean that's it's odd that they should say it because it's become quite trendy now. Tassie, like Has it's it? expensive to. Yeah, yeah, really. Like when mm-hmm. I grew up there, it was literally the arse end of the world. You know, I yeah. mean, there's nothing after the next stop after Tassie is Antarctica. You know, yeah. and we were always the butt of the jokes, but it was kind of like to us who lived there, it was kind of like, yeah, all right, laugh away, because we know what we've got, you know. Yeah. I'd come home from school, dump the bike, and I could, I'd either be swimming down the beach or up in the bush making cubby houses. You yeah. know, it was just this beautiful, really amazing childhood, you know. And um, I think, and so I, you know, we kind of wanted the same thing for for our girls, you know. And yeah. So we moved up here to North Queensland. You know, we live in the tropics. Uh, you know, it's it's as you'd imagine. You know, it's it's beautiful palm tree lined beaches, and it's uh, you know a lot of the primary school here. You know, the kids don't wear shoes going to to school. You know, no one what? locks their cars or their houses. You know, uh, for Who's the most part, to school in bare uh, feet. Well, yeah, some of the some of the public schools, or you oh, know, what you call wow. private school, but um. But yeah, so you know, Can it's you just say, that sort you of. You don't know how much money you're saving on school shoes, my friend. Just no, well, actually, our girls had to. Our girls always had to wear shoes because they went to the little Catholic school up the road. Um, but yeah, but some of the other places, you know, but you know, basically, you know, what I'm saying is, it's that sort of small town vibe, and you know, everyone knows each other, and uh, like I said, it's very very. Very relaxed. Andrew's car actually got broken into the other day, you know, because no one locks it and the, yeah. no one took anything, you know. I was a little bit insulted actually because I had my Die Straits album in there, my Foo Fighters album. <laughs> and, you know, they've they just left, left him there. Yeah. I thought they if I catch this kid, I'm going to march him up to his mum and say, yeah. I want you to have a word to your son. What, for breaking into your car? No, because he's got terrible taste in music. Yeah, I'm, fine, I'm fine
1: with that. But let's sit him down.
2: And let's put on yeah. the best of Foo Fighters. Yeah, have you listened to this album? Like, you know, <laughs> I, I like the idea that maybe Are you he like call looked... the
1: police. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no. I don't want them involved. Yeah, I just want you to listen to Dire Straits. Yeah.
2: yeah, I like the thought that he's actually like maybe turned the CDs over and scanned down the track list to see if he notice, recognizes any of the songs. Yeah, yeah. And then just gone, nah, nah, don't know any of these. No, but, okay. Uh, you know, uh, the Pretender is that on this one? No, nah, no, nah, we'll leave it, you know. Yeah, I'll go down. But, no, um. Yeah, right, right. i <laughs> pretty The guy, you know, it's probably a kid, mate. It's probably a kid. Probably he doesn't even know what a CD is, you know. Like, what the oh, hell is yeah. this, you know? So.
1: Yeah,
0: good point.
2: We
1: literally, we we have just gone to the Spotify. Do you do Spotify? I've just started because of doing this. Because we do, oh, yeah, you'll be, you'll, oh, you'll enjoy this. Um. <laughs> right. We uh, have you seen? Because you listen to the podcast. There's a spot yeah playlist I listen to it. that goes with it. Right, right. So yeah, all the bands you've mentioned, you've got to pick a track, and that's going to go okay. with it. Yeah, that could, that could be enjoyable for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, that sounds like fun. Well, we literally, I think, we're just at the end of our first like trial. I put it off for so long. I just yeah, me didn't. Too. You know, I didn't like the idea of of it. You know, I liked I liked the physical thing. Yeah. I like going through the liner notes, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. That's what got me into music in the first place as a kid, you know. yeah. Like, like the first like CD I ever bought with my own money or first tape I yeah. ever bought with my own money was uh, Licensed Ill, Beastie Boys, in 86. Oh, I'd yeah. actually gone to buy um, Raising Hell, Run DMC, because I liked that song Tricky. And I was all about yeah. rap as a kid, you know. And I remember I went into Alan's music, Oh, was actually, yeah, it was called Allen's then in Center Point in Hobart. And um, I remember I went up to the lady. I was like, Do you have, you run DMC? And she's like, This middle aged lady, she's like, We don't, but we have these guys and they're similar. And she gave me a uh, license to ill. And I bought, I was took <laughs> took her word for it. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, this old lady in music. This thing. old lady with the, you know, the chain on the glasses, you know, the horn room glasses. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, Basically S- she seemed to know her hip-hop. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Margaret <laughs> so knows
1: her hip-hop. <laughs> You're going back there Wouldn't for that be great? Wouldn't that be great
2: if there was like a a, a guy there with Tats oh, oh, geez, hang on. Let me just get someone to help you with this. <laughs> you know,
0: Margaret. <laughs> oh, yeah. Margaret.
2: Young yeah. young glad. But, yeah, so I got that album and, it t- as it turns out, it's a great, you know, it's a great album she and I went back. On. She was bang on. She yeah? was bang on. But I remember like, you know – uh, going, I went back and got raising hell. Maybe like the next month or something, you know. And I remember reading the liner notes and seeing this name Rick Rubin. You know, oh yeah, uh, yeah. he produced both those albums. And that was, you know, that's sort of when you start. Do you know what I mean? You start sort of start connecting dots and patchwork
1: of music. Right, right. You're like, oh, if he's produced them and they're on that, and yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. and then you start seeing. You know different. Pla-
2: I mean, I was all about rap as a kid. All that up until I sort of started getting into like yeah rock, real like sort of rock in. Yeah,
1: sort of, you know, I remember high the Bedford you wearing kind of a uh, sort of black rock T-shirt. Yeah, that kind of look. Yeah. What kind of Possibly. thing? ACDC and. Uh Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: I love ACDC, but <laughs> look, it's. It's, it, it's somewhat embarrassing. I, I'm old enough to admit it now, but through <laughs> high school, uh, so the whole glam metal thing was going on, which would yeah. have preceded your time, you know. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, yeah, but you would have seen the pictures of these bands, you know, yeah. with the makeup on and, the and the, you know, the crazy hair, you know. So oh, that was massive in high school. You know bands like uh, Skid Row and um, and metal bands as well, like Metallica and Megadeth, all that sort of stuff. Aussie, of course, you know oh, yeah. Iron Maiden. Like that was the better end of the stuff. There was there was obviously your Bon Jovis and stuff, which wasn't really my thing, but um, and your Poisons and things like that. But Motley Crue, all that—that that was all high school. That's that era for me. Not through to nineteen ninety, and then ninety one comes around. And 91, Metallica put out the Black Album. Guns N' Roses put out Usual Illusion 1 and 2. Chili Peppers put out Californication, but it was also Nevermind came out that year and 10, Pearl Jam's 10 came out that year. So that was like literally just overnight the whole thing went from this glam, this, you know, dressed up spiky hair craziness to dressing down, you know, the music was – you know was was uh you know no more guitar solos you uh, know was uh, flannel shirts flannel shirts that whole yeah. thing that literally really happened overnight it yeah 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 it just killed that genre that hair metal thing dead you know um w- you know and that was it for the next you know three or four years I guess you know it was that whole grunge thing you know was you into grunge as well was you into yeah Savannah yeah it came yeah, it came at just the right time for me. Because yeah. you know, because I like I like I still, you know, like some of that old school metal stuff. I really like, you know. Um but it was getting incredibly wanky and oh, I remember it, a story you told me
1: that <laughs> every now and again I think of it, it makes me laugh. You told me you went to come what was the gig with with a I forgot who it is has the eye patch, the makeup. Oh, the lightning kiss. Kiss. Yeah, yeah, the light. Yeah, we went to saw Kiss. Yeah. And you went with someone who put it on the wrong
2: eye. I put it on the wrong eye. <laughs> you maybe yeah. told the story that it was someone else. I think you. No, no, no. I put it on. It was well, you. what happened is that we got these girls because you know my bro, I went with my brother, and he's yeah. like, "We should all paint our faces." Because Kiss had you know had their faces painted, and then through the eighties, they took the the paint off. And then this reunion-type tour thing, they were putting it back on. They were doing all the old stuff, you know. So we're going to see the gig up in Brisbane. And my brother's like, we should all paint our faces. I'm like, get get out of here, paint our faces, you know. Like, you know, after, you know, a half dozen lagers, suddenly it's like, yeah, paint our faces. (laughs) (laughs) So we went down to a a, a girlfriend's place, a, a mate's girlfriend's place, and we gave her this photo. And the photo must have been mirror imaged. (laughs) like the actual photo that we took out of the magazine to say, this is how we want to like, they must've like reversed the image, you know? And so when they did this, all the paint, you know, uh, like I had the star (laughs) and the wrong eye and you're walking into these things and these like KISS fans are hardcore. (laughs) Like there are people you walk in there and they've got the full, the full regalia on. They've got the big boots with the claws on them and everything, you know? So they know, you're walking past them I and everyone's going, oh my God, that guy's got the star on the wrong
1: eye, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I love the image of that. Just to sit you, I remember you telling me there's just a sea of Kiss fans and just, even from the stage they could probably just see you with it on the wrong eye. Hang <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> on, stop, this guy. stop, stop the show. Hey, stop. Who's this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking? Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah. and then, so, so your dad, I mean that my dad. I've said this before. I've probably said to you. He was. Uh, he listened to the last waltz all the time. Your dad, my dad, was massive Bob Dylan fan, but he wasn't quite. He wasn't as joyous as your Friday night. My dad was drunk, two litres of cider, with his head to the stereo, listening to Bob Dylan with headphones on. And you. Well, that's part. another way to do it. Now I'm like f- I'm, I'm exactly the same as that. Now I see what yeah. he was doing. He mm. had three kids within five years and was, a str- you know, struggling to make a living. I could see why he had his fucking head on a stereo <laughs> with Bob Dylan on drinking cider. I'm yeah. now doing the same. I used to sneak past him like, oh, don't get engaged in a conversation. Just go, 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 go. Get to your right. room. Right. Now I'm doing the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you obviously got a, whole, a lot of your music taste from there. And then when, when was the first time you, because then you went hair metal and then grunge and then, but when was the first time you heard the Beatles? Do you remember it? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, see, the thing is with the Beatles is, like, it's it's just seemed to be
2: always around, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. even as a kid, like, last year, my daughter, my youngest daughter in primary school for their end-of-year concert, the whole school did all Beatles songs, you know. So, I remember, like, being in my dad's car as a six or seven and the first words I knew to everyone, a full song was Nowhere Man, just because it was on the radio coming out of the AM, you know, the two speakers, one in each of the front doors, you know. And um, and again, like this would still only be, you know, six or seven years after they broke – Oh, you know, e- even a 10 years after they broke up, they're still getting a lot of airplay, you know. Yeah. Um, And it just – you know, they, it just – it just seemed to be all around all the time, you know. So, and, and we had the Beatles cartoon. There used to be a cartoon on Saturday mornings on TV. You know, we'd wake up, and watch the cartoons, and there was this cartoon that was made in the sixties, and uh, oh, and yeah, they'd the, feature the their voices. songs. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I mean, we loved it at that age, but so I guess you just you just always know the Beatles, you know. Well, you certainly know all the songs off the Red and the Blue album. They've yeah. just kind of always been there, you know. Yeah. I, maybe I didn't know any of the deeper cuts, but um, yeah. But you know, those everyone knows those songs, you know. And yeah. I think what happened is after the grunge thing finished, because I'd been, I'd been playing like electric guitar. I was really into like playing guitar already, but I was mostly playing sort of electric guitar. And I was trying to play like these metal bands. And the thing about, you know, you can say what you want about hair metal and metal bands. You know, uh, it's, the image is terrible. But there's no doubting the, how good some of these guys can play. Yeah. Like more so than the grunge thing, you know. That's not to take anything away. But, but what I'm saying is that, you know, if you can play Warren's Cherry Pie album all the way through on guitar, <laughs> you can definitely play Nevermind all the way through. Yeah. But it doesn't work the other way around. You know, if you can play all of Nevermind, it doesn't necessarily, because it's just the, you know, just the, um just, you know, that level of, uh you know, virtuosity to play some of that music you need to have. That was kind, and again, that was kind of what I liked about grunge. It was almost like the second coming of punk. You punk. know, I wasn't yeah. around for the punk thing, but the punk thing was kind of this reaction to, Bands like Floyd or you know some of the prog bands like yes you know this uh, this I mean I love Pink Floyd you know they're one of my all time favourite bands but I can see you know th- it's this bloat you know
1: yeah, yeah. this it just it's long solos
2: right right yeah. you know and um, this proggy stuff and then these these bands come out where they're just playing three chords and you know suddenly everyone can do it yeah, and that's and what it kind of felt bang, like, done right yeah, right yeah. and that's kind of how it felt with the grunge thing you know. Like I mm. really remember the the first time I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit. It's one of the two times where I've literally just like been stood still, you know, I remember exactly where I was. I was at the Police Boys Youth Club lifting weights <laughs> as you do yeah. as a 16-year-old or whatever in Liverpool Street in Hobart and it came over the um the, the stereo, you know, we had the radio playing and they played it. And I remember I was drinking out of my water bottle and just – frozen just thinking what the hell is this you know it, it was just a different it, it just it was a different sound and, it, and overnight it really it really just killed killed it you know and some big albums came out that year like i said you know the that black album came out by metallica it was huge the usual illusion albums from guns N roses were and roses are big and of course californication and
1: Dan emailed me a week later to say he, while mentioning 1991, talking about the chili peppers, he said Californication. He quite blatantly got that wrong, and he meant blood, sugar, sex, magic. He was very embarrassed and would like to apologise to everyone. Um, and then everyone just, yeah,
2: went Nirvana, went Pearl Jam, and, um, you know, some of that hasn't held up that that great, but, um... But you know, a lot of good
1: music came out of that that era. Yeah, a lot of it. I like smells like Teen Spirit. That's one of them songs now that I still. There's a few of them where you hear, and I I always think fuck, imagine hearing that for the first time now. Right, right. Like, I can't it's, remember hearing that for the first time, but the songs right. like that. Yeah, like, and um, it's like a day in the life of the Beatles. Imagine hearing right, that for the first time. Right. What the fuck is that? Yeah, right. Well, that's yeah.
2: Still, that still blows me away, that one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it smells like Teen Spirit. You know, it's it's hard now, isn't it, to say to someone, to just remember just how really influential that song and that album was, you know. It was yeah. like it, it, you know, it ushered in that whole sort of, um, yeah, there, there's a bit of a sort of DIY sort of aesthetic to that sort of music, you know. Yeah, like you yeah. didn't have to sing... You didn't have well. to sing as much. You didn't have to sing that well. You you weren't playing any guitar solos. You know, all the guys I've been trying to learn to play guitar, like, you know, like I said, out of these hair metal type bands, like they're monster players. Monster players. And, you know, to to you really have to put in your your hours to learn how to play like that. But suddenly, you know, you got MTV Unplugged Nirvana and you can just learn you know, yeah. a couple of chords, and you can play through the whole album, and it's brilliant. Yeah, you yeah. know.
1: Um, yeah, I remember so, you playing you know, guitar a lot when you were uh, when you stayed in in uh, my room. <laughs> I remember you used to, used to play like little sound effects to the telly would be on, and you'd be strumming right. on the guitar. And I forget you because you'd be doing it really quietly, and then someone would say something on the telly, and you go. <laughs> 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 uh, i've never you know i've got like i said at the start mm-hmm. it weren't recorded though i've got your guitar case still from when you went busk all those stories you've just told about busking yeah. Europe, yeah. when you left and went back to australia you asked me mm. can i dump your old guitar case yeah and i said yeah, no way that. you can't get rid of that it's got mayo Amen. island scotland flags on it and yeah. my wife I'd said for ages that I should learn to play guitar and mm-hmm. I had it in the bedroom and my wife bought me a guitar and hid it in the guitar case. What? Classic hiding place. Wow. And I that was when I was twenty eight. So that Yeah, right. That's uh twelve years ago, and yeah. I can play three and a half songs. Beautiful. What once? <laughs> yeah, I'm cracking through. Um <laughs> at this rate I You should be able to go busking when you're eighty. <laughs> i don't know what it is it's just my attitude so bad i just thought oh no this is another thing i've got to do i just well I, it's a lot my brother put it right my brother who played the guitar a lot when he was younger he said to me you're learning to play the guitar now i said yeah he went you don't smoke weed how are you going to learn to play that <laughs> he said he said when him and his mates learn to play guitar they would be like fuck we've just played for eight hours and they're not even realized. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but yeah. well, that's, you know, I like I'm
2: down in this room most nights, you know, that's kind of my thing, you know. Uh, you know, so there's ne- probably, a, you know, I get anxious if I haven't played guitar in a few days, you know. There's Do not you? many days in the last 30 years that I haven't picked up a guitar for, you know, even if it's just for 10 minutes, you know. You know, we went oh, like, right. we went away like on a trip, you know, a couple of months ago and I didn't take any guitars. Usually I take one with me, but I thought, oh no, you know, I can manage for like three days and I was getting sweaty palms towards the end, you know. Oh, so, that's good uh, to hear. Yeah, Do you, write so Do you write songs. But you write songs? You know, well I've got you know, I've got like it for like a little studio here. Like, you know, it's great. <laughs> you know, we got drums over here and I've got a keyboard here and we've got you know, I got a bunch of guitars in the corner here and all these you know, so you know i you know i dabble i've got uh i use logic to record you know music through this computer that i'm talking to you on now and um yeah
1: just just you know bash away and you're just looking for a a lead singer over zoom is what you're trying to tell (laughs) me yeah all right well this this has been fruitful for both of us this podcast yeah you've got yourself a lead singer <laughs> yeah. You've heard it here first, yeah. for sure, for sure. Hey Dan, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It's been fun.
0: A podcast from producer Paul